Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Charles, good to have you back, man. Hello. And George, once again, what's going on? Hola, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. And uh, we got this week of Friday, February 21st to get who here, season two, episode number eight. This week's topics include Ozzy postponing his entire 2020 U.S. tour, mm. Primus announcing a Rush tribute tour with Wolfmother, The Sword, and Battles, Ottawa Blues Fest announced their massive lineup, J- Allison Chains' Jerry Cantrell to release a new solo album, Faith No More to tour the U.S. for the first time in five years, Foo Fighters announced their 25th anniversary tour, and Rage Against the Machine and Pearl Jam talk about anti-ticket scalping measures, what they're doing right mm. now to c- combat those. Also, an interesting new festival that popped up. It's called Beach Life Festival. We'll talk about that lineup. Plus, this week in music history trivia, our new 10-second trivia, weekly WTF and more. Uh, we don't have any prizes to give away this month, but we'll uh, st- try and start that up again for you guys in March. So stay tuned for that. Uh, some new albums out this week. On the Rock Alternative College releases on the Billboard charts. We got new albums from Best Coast, Caliphone, mm. Greg Dooley from the Afghan Wigs. Oh, uh, nice. Grimes, Guided by Voices, Humanists, Lanterns on the Lake, Lee Ronaldo. He used to be in Sonic Youth. Uh, with oh, okay. Paul Refri. Uh They got a new album. And Mondo Generator, kind of interesting to see them. They haven't, I don't know when they put <laughs> out something. Their know. song just says, their song. the song name is Fuck It. Oh, that's the album name. Oh, that's the album name yeah. is Fuck It. Fuck yeah. It. Uh, Moses Sumney, Ozzy's first new album, I think in 10 years for his solo work, is out today. Pat Metheny, Purr, Sarah Harmer, Spinning Coin, King Cruel, they all have new albums out, so check that out if you guys are interested. All right, some lineups to get to. Check this out, guys. We got the RBC Blues Fest, which is gaining a popularity for its massive lineups. It reminds me a lot of like the New Orleans Jazz Fests all over the place. Oh, yeah, look at that. So it's in Lebreton Flats, Ottawa, July 9th through the 19th of this year. Whoa. Whoa. So, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, what, what's interesting to you guys? What's grabbing your attention there? Rage Against the Machine at the top of the bill. You know what's weird? Okay, so I don't know. This probably sounds weird, George, but um, <laughs> for some reason, Boys to Men is shooting, is jumping out at me. Like, I think, I think that's pretty interesting, right? Yeah. They're on the third. Boys to Men, third ABC, line there. BBD, BBD, the yeah, East, Coast East Coast Family. family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, Rage Against the Machine definitely. Blink-182, uh, Jack Johnson, Marshmello, Alanis Morissette. Chris, you see that? Uh, Jerry Harrison and Adrian Ballou. Yes, they're doing the 40th anniversary of Remain in Light from the Talking Heads. Oh, okay. Wow. And nice. they're doing all the songs from that. That was one of the albums that Adrian was involved with uh, when his, uh, when he was in the Talking Heads. And Jerry Harrison, fucking, it's a, it's a pretty cool show. I can't wait to see this. Hopefully it's going to come to our area, but... As of now, cool. they're only doing festivals with that. So look at that. Um, did uh, though? Speaking of Talking Heads, is that have you guys ever seen the the show documentary now? 
documentary now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's an I think there's one single one of the shows they dedicated to a documentary on the Talking Heads. Oh, how funny. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to go check it out. Audience Prove me wrong or right, <laughs> either way. No, I remember yeah. that. That was with uh, Fred Armisen. Yeah, and um, a Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader. Yeah. That's right. Good show. Yeah, awesome. I don't know a lot of these people. Um, I think it's very interesting to have Rage Against the Machine and Alanis Morissette on the same day. <laughs> well, it is I mean. Canada, so she's oh, you know true. here, and, this, and it's over that's the course true. of ten days. So I yeah. imagine this is going to be like you know one of those artists every day, right? Yeah. OttawaBluesFest.ca. Check that out. All right, Beach Life Festival. Look at this one. This oh, is in wow. Redondo Beach, California, May 1st through the 3rd. Oh, I love it. Oh, G Love and the Special Sauce. This is oh, hell yeah. This has got the 75th Bob Marley Celebration featuring Ziggy Marley and Stephen Marley. Also, UB40 with Ali Campbell and Astro, which is about as good as it gets with that group. Um, ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals. Kind of cool to see him around. Blues Traveler, G Love and Special Sauce. Oh, yeah. Love um, that band. Chevy Metal, which is uh, Taylor Hawkins from uh, Foo Fighters, and they're performing Queen. So they're doing nothing but oh, Queen tracks, okay. which would be pretty pretty cool. Dope. I'd like to see that. Uh, um, Live yeah. Counting Crows, Sugar Ray, Save Ferris. Oh, wow. It's almost like kind of out of the 90s a little bit there. Yeah, I'd rather punch myself in the balls and watch Counting Crows. <laughs> Sorry if anybody's a fan. <laughs> um, and Sugar Ray. Dahlia's a fan. I know Dahlia <laughs> likes Counting Crows. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah, that guy's voice, he's kill me. He's just so whiny. <laughs> Steve Miller band on Brown Sunday. Here. It's kind of random. Steve Miller. Oh, band. look at that. Still, yeah, that's right. That's awesome. And War on Sunday. It's kind of like almost yeah. like the, the Merced County Fair. The Merced <laughs> County Fair lineup on fucking Sunday there. <laughs> hey, that's pretty dope though. No, I mean, they got some I good like ones. That. They got some good ones on there. They also got some punk guys like Trevor Keith of Face to Face, Jason oh. Cruz of Strung Out. Jason DeVore of Authority Zero. They're Jim, all doing something. I Jim Limburg of Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, they're all yeah. there. It's, yep. it's crazy. That's pretty cool. So check that out, beachlifefestival.com. All right. Nice. Here's the Primus show we were talking about. Ooh. A tribute to Kings. Whoa, look at all those sites. Yeah, they're going to be in Berkeley on the 17th. I already got my tickets. Oh, nice. Uh, it's going to be performing Rush's classic, A Farewell to Kings, in its entirety. And uh, they're going to be doing a Primus set for set two. They're going to do the Rush set for set one. They got Wolf Mother opening up for them. Oh, okay. Great band from Australia. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. never checked out Wolf Mother, they're pretty awesome. And they're kind of on their comeback tour. I think they got a new album. The Sword is going to be there. And Fantastic. Battles. That so, looks great. That's a great lineup. <laughs> yeah, that looks amazing. So they had a um, an interview recently with Les Claypool at Rolling Stone. And they asked him, how did this come about? He said... We talked about doing an album in its entirety a while ago. The Frog Brigade did Pink Floyd's Animals, and we it was an insane amount of work, but it was also incredibly gratifying. We did the Willy Wonka thing with Primus, and we always talked about doing potentially Hemispheres because that was my first concert, and it may have been Lair's Lalonde, the guitar player, first concert too, actually. And when it finally came down to it, we started looking at different records and it settled on Farewell to Kings, and they asked him, so will this be you guys playing that record and then a Primus set, or is it just that record? He said, no, this is going to be the King set, then a break, then the Primus set. Oh, so great. It's kind of yeah. the best of both worlds. That's you know? awesome. And he's going to be doing the Oysterhead thing. He was talking about how he bought an old Rickenbacker guitar or a bass, and he's going to be doing the whole Getty Lee kind of getting in character. And it, they asked him if they're going to recreate Rush's old gear setup, and he said, you never know. So oh, nice. That would be kind of cool. 
Uh, the stage show is going to be interesting. So, sounds fun. Yeah. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, know that Balljack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Balljack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his ball jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. Uh, Foo Fighters announcing their 25th anniversary tour. Oh, this is, you know, this is right off the back of their 24th anniversary tour and their 23rd <laughs> anniversary tour and their 22nd. Oh, and 16 albums in between. I and, know, right? And the special it's live like if you can't albums. get enough of the Foo Fighters, they always come up with some fucking reason to tour or do something. Yeah. I got to give it to Dave, though, and that work ethic that he's always doing something and he's fucking keeping busy. Oh, yeah, big time. This is, uh, they, they got an old picture of the van. This is the first van that they traveled in when the Foo Fighters kind of broke out and they did their first album. Oh, okay. So it's the 25th anniversary, and they're playing all the cities, apparently, that they played on that initial tour 25 years ago. Nice. But they're playing arenas. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's in the round. The way that the stage is set up, they have an in-the-round type of uh, setup. So they're going all over the place uh arizona then they go to a lot of east coast uh areas including montreal and lisbon portugal and nickelsdorf where's that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) nickelsdorf yeah what the hell is that (laughs) uh thank you nickelsdorf (laughs) (laughs) all right some more tour news faith no more announced co-headlining tour with corn oh mike Patton's band will tour america for the first time in five years uh, with Scars on Broadway and some other band that I can't fucking see. Oh, Helmet's going to be there. That's right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Joe, that's cool. Yeah. That's... I've never seen Helmet live. It's yeah. so weird. Helmet, fucking, you know, Faith No More and Corn. that's a pretty solid lineup. They're also doing yeah. a kind of a one-off show with System of a Down in Los Angeles in May. Excuse me. And then uh, kind of touring all over the place. Oh, dope. Okay. I saw uh, Mr. Bungle with System of a Down back in 98. You know, Mr. Bungle's touring. They just finished a small tour. Really? West, West Coast tour. Yeah, I tried yeah. to get tickets when they went on sale last year, and they sold out super quick. We had a... Um, they are doing their debut album. We had... So when I went to see them, it was Incubus, Mr. <laughs> Bungle, and then System of a Down. And was a lot it of the California album? Uh well for System of a Down? No, for um Mr. Bungle. Uh you know what I'm not sure. I all I know is well, it was for System of a Down's breakout album. What year was that? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. That was probably California. Yeah, it was pretty it was in Sacramento and I remember the audience didn't know how to take Mr. Mr. Bungle, and yeah. towards the last part of their sets, like a lot of them like started like booing and there was yeah. some chanting. And um and Serge a young Serge Tonkin came out and said, we don't even know if we if we're gonna play because Mr. Bungle made us like that they're the reason we're here, like and it was like this huge tribute and then afterwards like so he was like give it up for Mr. Bungle and like the whole 
like audience like went crazy and then they started their show but for a second there i thought i wasn't wow. gonna see so because he was legitimately pissed he was like don't ever treat these guys with disrespect these hey are the that's people that that's made cool it. for him for getting out there and sticking up oh yeah know, sticking up for him you know yeah it was it was amazing and then everybody just bounced for, <laughs> <laughs> everybody just bounced for the next like 45 minutes yeah crazy huh oh yeah all right well ozzy says his tour is postponed not canceled uh, so he wanted to clarify that, quote, I cannot go on the road until I'm 100% confident that I can pull it off because if I go out now and I can't carry on, people are going to think that I've lost the plot. So I'm not going to go out there until I can give them the show that I want to give them because it's not fair to them. Oh. Quote. So he doesn't want to say it's canceled, but, I mean, yeah, it is. And they've already refunded your ticket money through Ticketmaster if you bought tickets. Um, so. Yeah, poor Ozzy. Yeah, hopefully he gets better, man. You yeah, know, with all that uh, Parkinson's stuff. Yeah, he needs to take a take a break anyway. Um, check it out. More rock news. Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains working on a new solo album. Uh, he's confirmed that he's working on one his first full length release since Degradation Trip, which was all the way back in 2002. Oh, so it's like his first legitimate solo album in 18 years. Oh wow. Yeah. Well, that's cool. He made that album back then with Metallica bassist Robert Chahillo and Faith No More drummer Mike Borden. Oh. So I wonder who he's working with on this new solo album. Uh, I'm not really sure. I don't think he's mentioned it in this press release. So he's he, He's constantly working too, isn't he? And he's, like, he's constantly making music. Yeah, he did a pair of shows this past December at the Pico Union Project in L.A. where he played material from Degradation Trip and his first solo LP, 1998's Boggy Depot. So nice. He's kind of getting in that mindset. It seems like you know of doing his solo work, and they just finished touring for Alice in Chains. So I think he wants to focus on that. Yeah. All right. So we were talking about the anti-scalping stuff that Pearl Jam and uh, what was the other Rage Against the Machine? Rage Against the Machine. We'll get to Rage Against the Machine in a minute. <coughs> but Pearl Jam has fired off a letter to their congressman over this anti-scalping bill. Uh, so apparently this congressional guy for New Jersey, Bill Pascrell and Frank Pallone, asking them to reject this bill that's supposed to curb predatory ticket practices and scalping, but which the band nevertheless feels it has flaws. They said, quote, the bill has been presented as a protection for concert goers to get access to live concerts. Instead, we believe that it's primarily, if not entirely, benefits professional ticket resellers using the so-called secondary market. We urge you to stand with us and our fans to get uh, to reject this flawed legislation. So, doesn't that shit suck? I mean, you know the uh, the tickets for the um, Cruel World Fest. Um, not only did they sell out immediately, but on their website they have a resale website, <laughs> and the tickets um, for the first tier, the Gen Ad tickets, first tier, which were I think 125. Are now two hundred and fifty, <laughs> oh my, or more. God. Sounds about right. That's so, completely ridiculous. But they're guaranteeing that the tickets are all valid. Yeah, and... I mean it's a scam where it's like they get money again on that resale, right? And so, right. I mean, it's crazy. It is something needs to happen with that. It's not right because all of us fans are having to pay that price. You know. Yep, we're just workaday people that want to fucking go to a show and shouldn't have to pay two hundred fifty dollars for any kind of 
uh, I mean, a one-day festival for $250 is outrageous. You should be yeah. able to get a full three-day festival for that price. Big sure. time. 300 bucks. Yeah. okay? You know, 100 bucks a day this day and age Plus your food. is fair, you know, for right. a three-day festival. But for something like that, for them to legitimize a resale of that price is just outrageous. Yeah, it better be in Disneyland. <laughs> better come with a goddamn Copacabana suite for that fucking price. <laughs> Copacabana suite. Copacabana suite with a <laughs> bottle of rum. Right? <laughs> All right, anyway. Rage Against the Machine guitarist says this anti-scalping plan is working for them. So here's the deal. Rage Against the Machine, of course, announced their huge tour. Those tickets went like crazy, right? What they did was they held back 10% of the tickets, though, available for each show. The band then sold these tickets as charity tickets, which were above standard ticket prices, but still lower than the scalpers' prices. Mm. So they're trying to undercut the scalpers, right? And all that money went to a local charity. This was done in response to resale tickets appearing on websites before even one official ticket was sold. There was yeah. already people trying to resell them, right? Yeah. They donated $3 million so far for the charity, oh, and it was dope. all raised in the first 48 hours of that. And I thought that was pretty cool on Rage. Yeah, yeah that's pretty awesome. Good on them. Yep. And you know you know who yeah, needed an anti-scalping plan? Who's that? American Pioneers. did <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Native American <laughs> joke. That's, that's going way that was, back, That was Charles. unexpected. Yeah, that's a throwback Thursday. Right. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, thick. Sure it is. Crow's Milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right, and the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure. And remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really, really reach in there, you know, think about it. About it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. All right. Check this out. This is the first time that this has come out about Ozzy and the Black Sabbath album cover. Oh, check so that out. So there was out. a lot of rumors that this lady on the first Black Sabbath album cover was like a real practicing witch 
and that the band didn't know who she was and she was out there on the property and there was all these rumors, right? If you look at Black Sabbath's self-titled debut album, I can't show it to you right now, obviously, but you can check it out yourself. So the, the mysterious woman has been found out by Rolling Stone and gave her first interview ever. Oh, okay. The woman is named Lu- Louisa Livingstone. She was a model back then, about 18, 19 years old uh, in 1969. Photographer Keith McMillian, who shot the cover picture, said she was a fantastic model. She was quite petite, very cooperative. I wanted someone petite because it just gave the landscape a bit more grandeur. It made everything else look big. And Mm. she does look actually quite small in the photo now that he mentions that. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, So she said, quote, I had to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. It was freezing. I remember Keith rushing around with dry ice, throwing that into the pond nearby, and that didn't seem to be working very well, so he was just <laughs> using a smoke machine. So that that kind of got the, the picture of the, the thing they were looking for to have, like... You can't even see the smoke in the nope, not album at all. cover, so that didn't seem to be not working too well. Anyway, so uh, she says, even though that she's not a Black Sabbath fan, she said, quote, it's just not my kind of music. I feel awful for saying it. Yeah. Because it's probably not what people want to hear, but it isn't particularly my kind of music. When I got the album, I gave it a listen and moved on. <laughs> oh, okay. She currently records electronic music under the name of In- <laughs> Indreba. Oh, okay. So if you want to check She's out one of those. Uh, electronic music from her. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of cool. All right, uh, last rock story here. Uh, Tool bassist Justin, Justin Chancellor. Gave a struggling fan a free ticket to their show in Sydney recently. A Reddit user posted this thread. Apparently, he met him at uh, walking around in Australia, and Chancellor asked if he was going to the show that night. And the fan explained he couldn't because he's a struggling musician. Well, then he asked for his name and set him up with a free ticket, and he posted about it. He got wow. the comp ticket there, good seats. And he said Justin Chancellor just gave him, a, gave him a free ticket. That's cool. And I was like, you know, good for Justin Chancellor. You know, yeah. those guys don't need to do that kind of no. shit. No. He's awesome, though. He's just walking around uh, uh, Australia and just decided to give it to him. So. He seems like a super cool dude. Yeah. Right on for him. Uh, all right. So we got some trivia. Let me go get uh, Dahlia in here. Uh, Charles, share a story with our listeners. Oh, I could share a story. So... The year was uh, 1999, and yours truly, Charles Davenport, was a struggling actor in the West Hollywood Hills. In a, in, I, said, I said West Hollywood Hills. In the West Hollywood Hills. And, uh, and one day, um, a young Robert Redford came around the corner and said, Charles... I would sure like to air you in a commercial for a product I've been scheming for a while called Crow's Milk. And it was supposed to be for this intense new beverage full of all kinds of vitamins and amino acids and whatnot. And at the time, in 19, what did I say, 76, um, there, there was no such thing as amino acids. So, uh, so I had no idea what he was talking about. So I thought he just wanted me to drop acid. So, you know, Robert Redford asking me to drop acid is like a big fucking deal. So anyway, it was like 1969 and we were hanging out around the corner and he asked me if I wanted to drop acid. And, uh, oh, hey, what's up, Dahlia? <laughs> wow, that's a good story. 
Thank you, Charles. You're welcome. Well, wait, you how am I supposed to know what happened? You and gyrated against you vigorously until you took this. Yeah. Said, said <laughs> drug. <laughs> said drug. <laughs> All right, guys. This week in music history trivia, I was knighted by the Queen of England. That's <laughs> this week in 2004, a civil lawsuit accusing this artist of sexual assault is settled and dismissed. Security guard Joshua Kiesler sued for <laughs> sexual assault and emotional distress after this artist reportedly approached him during a July 2001 show in Detroit, wrapped their legs around him, and gyrated against his head while wearing a leather thong. <laughs> he was a security guard at the show. And the artist, was it A, Prince, B, Courtney Love, or C, Marilyn Manson? Oh, I know what this one. What do you one. guys think? I already know this one. I don't know this one, but I'm right, getting you know a visual it, a visual for like each one yeah, doing the, that. The theater yeah. of the mind, right? <laughs> do you know you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that it actually it's you can't see it because the screen is not showing it, but <laughs> it's actually D, uh current or the the former mayor Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> oh, oh really? <laughs> During a very tumultuous time and that's what was <laughs> It mirrors some of the things he was saying last Let's night. Let's not get that <laughs> that vision in people's minds, Charles. Come on. You mean it isn't Billy Ocean? <laughs> <laughs> it is not Billy Ocean. Oh, Bloomberg. Well, what do you and, guys think? Well, I know that Dahlia, Joshua Fetzer signed an NDA. <laughs> what's your guess? I'm going to go with B. Courtney Love. Courtney Love, okay. I was going to uh, say Marilyn Manson. I don't see Prince. Oh, I'm gonna go with Courtney Love. Okay. Courtney Love. Me, okay. Courtney Love. Uh, George, what do you say? Uh, it. Well, if it's not uh, Billy Ocean, it's got to be Mr. Manson. <laughs> I th- I think it's Manson too. <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. That's from the oh, tour. That was is that the, the actual outfit? That he was the was outfit on the tour. That, that was, was a the provocative Ozfest. little number. That was the Ozfest 2001 tour. Oh man. Can you imagine what it smelled like? Oh, oh <laughs> like cake George. and sodomy. Come on. Like, <laughs> just cake like and cake sodomy. and sodomy. Good one. Cake <laughs> one. and sodomy. Good one. Uh, all right. Let's move on to some more trivia, guys. On this week in 1997, a New York judge dismissed a $7 million lawsuit filed by a fan against this band for hearing loss suffered at one of their concerts. Huh? Which band was it? Huh? <laughs> was it A, Kiss? B, Motley Crue, or C, Motorhead? The Ace of Spades! <laughs> yes, yes, Charles. Uh, I know this one, too. Actually, it's oh. Kiss. Is Kiss? It? Okay, what do, you, what do you say, Dahlia? I was going to go with Motorhead. You could go with whatever you want. He may be wrong. I'm going with C, he Motorhead. Wrong. I don't really know I don't it. Think, I just said I knew it. I, th- I get, like, picture Lemmy, like, not being able to hear uh, at well, the time. It's a God fan. bless his soul. It's a, it's fan. a fan. It was a oh, fan that oh, sued oh. the band. Yeah. Oh, because they had hearing loss yeah. over listening to it. Right. And the New York judge dismissed it. They're like, no. I misread the content yeah. there. Still going with C, Motorhead. Okay. Yep. George, what do you say? I agree with Dahlia. Motorhead? Well, you're all wrong. It's Motley Crue. He's the what? one that called Dr. Feelgood. You know yeah. what? And the judge uh, said it was his own fault. He should have known that he was, you know, going to. Because Motorhead fans yeah. are cooler than that. They wouldn't Ooh. They wouldn't complain about a lawsuit of hearing loss. They go there for hearing loss. You're right about yeah. that. They mm-hmm. wouldn't. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They all ride oh, motorcycles God. anyway, so they're all <laughs> deaf. And yeah. Sick. They're all like, right. can, you, yeah. can you go, like. 11 yeah. here. The Ace of Space? Huh? 
The A is the same. What? All right, the we got some uh, some more trivia, guys. Let's get to it. It's birthday <laughs> trivia. All birthday right? trivia. Yay. Birthday trivia. We'll play a song clip here that's 10 seconds or less, and you have to identify from those clips whose birthday it is we're celebrating this week. Don't always assume it's the lead singer. It could be any member of the band, mm. so choose wisely. You have two hints for each clip. All right. Robin so, Thicke. Uh, that is incorrect, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> oh, shit. Did I delete the hints? Oh fuck! Is, is anyone using that as one. A, is Blank. anyone using that as their <laughs> pornographic thespian name hyphen. yet? Damn it! Yeah. Okay, wait. I think I remember the hints. Okay, it's it white. Was, uh, <laughs> he lost one of his uh, tips of his fingers. Ah. Uh, it, working at a factory uh, in his youth. Oh, coke fueled David Crosby. <laughs> and I think the other one was ah oh, shit. So I can't we don't remember. get a clip. Give it, can I listen to it one more time? I know this oh, track. Oh, yeah. Bonus points if you can name the song. George, you can't. I can tell you already know. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> That is incorrect, Charles. <laughs> Dolly, what do you say? Um. Damn it. I can't believe I didn't save the picture either. That's all right. I'm it's, at a loss. It sounds like a jam band. Do I get points for that? A jam band? <laughs> it's man. not. It is not. So it's not far, fish. Far from it's a, a jam peanut band. butter band. It's not Rush. <laughs> they do jam, though. They do jam. And especially their earlier incarnation uh, of the band. Is it Rush? Rush? No, it is not Rush. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even sound like Rush. It's a heavy. I'll give you a hint. It's a heavy metal Rush band. To that answer. It's a heavy metal band. One of the early founding heavy metal bands. Early founding heavy heavy metal. <clears throat> Didn't you see this band like a few months back? Um, no, we saw them. Actually, uh, me and George year? saw them. God, what is their name? Um, they, they have a wicked name. A wicked name? It is Black Sabbath. And the artist wow. having their birthday. Even, That's like, funny. I, I was going to say Tony Iommi. Tony Iommi? Right I off the bat, I was going to say Black Sabbath. He so turned 72. Off. He turned 72 this week. That's so weird. That was the first thing I thought like, as soon as I heard it. Yeah. Especially when it was like, meh, meh, meh. It sounded yeah. just like it. Yep. Yeah. Well, he lost his uh, ring finger on his left hand. And he's a left-handed guitarist, and he lost it in a factory, and he like put like a thimble there to kind of recreate it and stuff, and he couldn't feel the pressure, and he would always hammer the strings and stuff. They had to re- detune the strings, and he had to get like lighter gauge strings, and that's why Black Sabbath plays very like detuned uh, guitars, because it was a lot easier on his hands to be mm. able to play that way. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Nice. What a trip, right? All right, so next up, it's mirth, uh, movie birthday trivia. We're going to play a movie clip here. That's I prefer mirth trivia. Mirth trivia? All right, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that too. Ten seconds or less, mirth. you have to he- identify from the clips whose birthday it is, and we're celebrating this week, all right? So it could be any voice you hear on the quote. You'll have two hints for it, and I don't think I fucking saved this one either. So you don't get Tommy any Wiseau. You don't get any hints. Uh, yeah. But I will play the clip for you here. It is his birthday this week. Oh, shoot. I dropped my phone. It is his Shit. birthday. 
All right. Happy Here it is. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. Oh yeah. You go and do something like this. So it's so it's and totally redeem yourself. Yeah, so it's going to be Jim Carrey because it's not going to be him. Uh what's his name? Jeff Daniels? It's not going to be Jeff Daniels, it's going to be Jim Carrey. It's Jeff Daniels. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Damn it. That'd be a dick move. You've That'd had on two pairs of gloves move. this entire time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we're in the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Da- Jeff Daniels uh turned 65 on February 19th. Wow, good. Yeah. Good for him. He's aged well. So check this out. A full, a feature full-length Ronnie James Dio documentary is being made. Dio, it's And it's going to be authorized go. by BMG and the uh, the singer's estate. Uh, his wife, Wendy, said, quote, I'm very excited to be working with BMG on Ronnie's long-awaited documentary. Uh, Ronnie loved his fans, and I hope they will enjoy this trip through Ronnie's life. It'll be directed by Don Argo and Damien Fenton, who previously worked on Last Days Here, the film about the pentagrams bobby uh leibling i'm not familiar oh, yeah that's excellent oh okay have you, see, have you seen that last days here yes oh nice what was what was that one like um was it like a kind of a uplifting documentary kind of sad it was a little it was a little bit of both it was a great and is a great rock and roll story i recommend it to anyone that likes uh, music and documentaries is it kind of like that anvil uh documentary in a sense like it shows him like working at a work a day job and then he's like doing his thing or it it really just shows how pentagram you know really could have been the next big thing and sometimes the, you know under the old label system they would sign people and it would be a mega seller and they would sign another person and it wouldn't work for one reason or another yeah yeah and you know maybe it was their name like with the death band oh yeah the band death yeah yeah so i mean then here you've got a band called pentagram Pentagram, using a pentagram as their logo (laughs) um in the 70s you know but um yeah if if the dio project was done with the same care and attention and good journalism that the uh Last Days Tear was made, then um, it'll be fantastic. I'm awesome. watching it. Yeah, hell yeah. It's going to span his entire career from his origins as a 60s pop singer before his time fronting wow. Elf, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, and finally on his own illustrious heavy metal outfit, Dio. So that's cool. That's going to be coming yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait for that. That's awesome. Uh, fucking, did you guys hear how good Sonic the Hedgehog did this weekend at the box office? Whoa. They 64 million? They killed it. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was going to be just a total disaster, a total flop. I'm like, there's no way this fucking Sonic the Hedgehog movie with Jim Carrey is fucking Dr. Roboto or whatever. Robotnik. I don't know. Robotnik. Robotnik. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Fucking got in $64 million. Wow. Which is just fucking insane. Uh, Sonic, and now they're saying it may become the most successful video game feature adaptation of all time. Well, that's, that's a pretty low bar, though. It is. There hasn't been, yeah. like, the Mario Brothers Mario one Brothers. was shit. Yeah, yeah, that was horrible. Uh, there hasn't been too the many Doom, other ones. Doom. Yeah, Doom what about was horrible. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat was very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, so anyways, fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. I that's that amazing. Um, all right, what do you guys think about this SpaceX tourism? Like, flying up to space as, like, a tourist thing. Um... 
Would you ever do it? I mean, obviously, it's like, oh, if I had the money. But yeah, totally, if I could afford it. If you it. could do it, like, as a bucket list thing, like, yeah. to, like, go, like, like, orbit the Earth or something up there. Yeah. What do you think, Charles? I think this sounds like a really cheesy thing to say, but I think, honestly, I think, a f- like, a millions of dollars could go to a charitable organization, feed homeless. And yeah, and do something up. better than that, flying yeah, around the Earth. This just doesn't, I don't know. Does uh, It sounds it's, it sound cool, maybe if it was like 30 bucks. It doesn't say the <laughs> price on this article. Here's the thing, what they say, ticket prices haven't been revealed, and they're expected to be in the millions of dollars, obviously. Those who pay for a seat will be set into orbit 500 to 750 miles above the Earth in the same kind of dragon capsule that will bring astronauts to International Space Station, possibly within a few months. Yeah. The flight will last up to five days. I'll wait. For, um, give it another five years, and Disney will be in charge of it, and we'll be able to just <laughs> cruise up there. That's crazy, man. Space tourism, right? Amazing. Well, have you ever have you ever um, done... Um, oh, what you, Oh my God! Uh, virtual reality headset. I haven't done it yet. No, Neither my buddy, my buddy Tim has one, and he was telling me, "Oh, I gotta bring it in so you could try it." It looks fucking crazy, man. We have one. We have the PlayStation. Oh, yeah? We have we have the PlayStation one, and we have an Oculus. And okay. I'm telling you that slapping one of those bad boys on, it's 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 amazing, and it it really does like kind of mess you up. Like you feel like. Especially for the really well done ones, yeah, it really makes you feel like you're in. There's a Star Wars one that looks really interesting. I don't know if you guys have tried that one. No, but you know they'll do. Okay, so this is how in depth they go. They'll go to like you know those kind of Chinese like the dancing crazy like they have one and they're gonna have one in Fresno coming pretty soon where that's all very choreographed and you got like oh yeah like you mean the big stage show yeah they've got that those and like Cirque du Soleil yeah the Cirque du Soleil style yeah where the camera is actually in there. Oh, so wow. you're inside, almost like you're sitting cross-legged watching all like this stuff in, going on yeah, around you. Yeah, like around you. Yeah, and it Whoa. looks it looks real. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's amazing. It's it's the sound is awesome because you can get like noise canceling headsets and put them on. But the PlayStation One is so crazy that it's kind of dangerous in a way because like it, it, they do like ocean ones and you really feel like you know you it seems Dude, like that's an ocean. Nuts. So like to me, like I would do it there. Do you think, I would, you know, I think stuff like that could be used for military and PTSD and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, yeah. you know, recreating certain situations and making them kind of feel at ease. Yeah. And not so, like, worried about things, you yeah. know. Like, that technology should, you know, be used for a lot of good stuff instead of just, like, a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's exciting that they're doing stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know? It's really cool. If, if you ever do it, next time you come over to the house, we, like, we'll I gotta slap try it, it on. We got to do it, dude. It's amazing. We'll we'll do a whole podcast about it. We oh, there talk, you go. We can talk about yeah. it. Dude. Yeah. Just do the whole thing. Well, let's just put the camera here in the podcast and then people can slap on <laughs> well, the VR and act Eventually, like Eventually, you know, we want to do like some kind of video thing. We're, we want to do the cartoon type of idea where our buddy Aaron was going to do some cartoons of our characters. And uh, we just haven't got to it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And we just, you know, we're all just kind of doing this in our own free time. We really don't have a, we all got jobs and things to do and stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of just like, you know, it's one of those things where we'll get to it when we can. And you guys will dig it when we get to it. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So a couple more stories. Just these two this week. Weed companies find a hilarious way to uh, advertise. Apparently, they can't, like, uh, put... Um, Weed businesses can't put up like advertisements on highways. Really? Apparently. 
Huh. It's part of some kind of legislation or whatever, right? In Col- in in a Colorado. Well, in Colorado is what I'm talking yeah. about. I don't know about the laws for other states, but I imagine they're similar. Yeah. That's why you don't see like big billboards with like, you know, you know, law, you know, hey, Next exit, go to, you know, fucking, M- yeah. you know. Uh, weedmaps.com. Yeah, yeah whatever, yeah. right? Maybe in California, because I think I you have do. seen some stuff mm-hmm. like M- that. The Empire, the, the Empire um, dispensary. That's right. I have seen, I've seen the billboards for mm-hmm. them. So anyway, this is in Colorado, and they, what they're doing is they're buying the adopt the highway things. And they're <laughs> adopting the highways. Brilliant. Near the exits that their shops are at. That's great. And they have their logo and everything on the adopt a highway sign. Uh-huh. Yep. So that's the kind of loophole. Well around played, it, right? Can I? Can I? Can I send a? Okay, so <laughs> listeners, maybe you can help us with this. We, we should put together like a GoFundMe project so that we can do um, adopt a highway and have like crow's milk. <laughs> oh, that would be <laughs> or like ball great. jack or something. We need to on look there. in at, on how much it costs to adopt the yeah. highway. It's probably it's like probably, 15 bucks. It's probably quite a bit. No, I imagine probably like it's 1500 in the thousands some, yeah. somewhere How around there. How old does the highway have to be before you tell it that it's been adopted? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> to reduce the trauma. Yeah. Right? And they uh, can't run well away. Well played. Um, all right. So co- these two last stories here. This guy tried to get a license plate that said, I'm God. I am G-O-D, right? Oh, yeah. He was from Kentucky. He's won a major victory of him for $151,000. Took him to court, and here's the deal. The judge ordered that the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet reimburse him $151,000 in attorney fees and court costs. He told the local Fox affiliate that he is justified having an I'm God license plate saying, quote, I can prove I'm God. You can't prove I'm not. Now, how can I prove I'm God? Well, there are six definitions for God in the American Heritage Dictionary. And number five is a very handsome man. And my wife says I'm a very handsome man, and nobody argues with my wife. He's got a point, <laughs> you know. Quote. You know, I read I read another um, version of this article earlier from a different source, and it went on to say that, um, so they deemed his uh, request to be vulgar or obscene. Oh, was right. the language they used. Yeah. But then again, they'd already approved... One that was like B O O G R booger, oh, and another one that was ass A S S something. Man. So yeah. it's like okay, so those aren't vulgar or obscene, but I'm God is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well played, yep. sir. And yeah. I, I like his logic when he says, "You can't prove that I'm not." <laughs> yeah. Because how do you? I can prove I am. That? You can't prove I'm not. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Uh, and it's a very good point. And he even had a reference there for the definition of it. And yeah, so well played Smart for him. Smart feller. Uh, look at these uh, for your next uh, big uh, gift or Christmas coming up, Charles. Oh It's yeah. McDonald's debuts their pickle oh. and beef scented candles. Wow! It's a quarter pounder with cheese collection of scented candles that have <laughs> the sesame seed bun, the ketchup, the pickles, the cheese, the onion, and the fresh beef all oh in my god individual candles. Oh my god! <laughs> wow! Yeah, you know if if they if they weren't one of our 
like highest paying sponsors, <laughs> I would say fuck McDonald's. Fuck McDonald's. They are one of our sponsors. Fuck them. They're yeah. fucking garbage. They're, yeah, I actually haven't eaten McDonald's in 20 years. That's food. If you come out of a fucking uh, a shelter or something for the past 10 years and you've been hiding away and that's the first place that you go, that's the only acceptable time that you could ever eat anything from there. Otherwise, it's just like you're. I've fallen into that trap where you're either drunk and hungover or you're on the road and there's no other choice and you just kind of like uh bite the bullet you know what you're gonna get you know what you're gonna get and every time i eat it i'm like god damn it i wish i wouldn't have fucking ate that you know it's just one of those meals i'd rather go to mcdowell's and let my soul glow (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) they got a sesame seed bun there's no sesame seeds on mcdowell's burger yeah i read another article today about um that burger king has a promotion that they either are going to roll out or maybe has already rolled out where they're advertising that all of their products are a hundred percent free of preservatives and and chemicals oh yeah okay and in the photo it's it's a picture of a burger of theirs that is in a rotten stage (laughs) because I'm oh. sure there's a whole subculture of Oh, yeah, for the McDonald's about, one. Yeah, people yeah. show like, here, this burger's been sitting here for eight months. Yeah, there was yeah. a guy that had oh, it for yeah. 20 years. Yeah, 20 the, years, the yeah. flies won't even, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. like perfectly it. preserved. Yeah. yeah. It's not rotting. Yeah, I, I find fries in my car sometimes, you know, because yeah. I get McDonald's fries. Yeah. I do. And, and that, um, that'll be there for months, and it'll yeah. look like a perfect little preserved fry, oh, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But before we before we exit, I'd just like to give a little shout out to Krill Reserve. Indeed, because you know there's nothing uh, like Krill Reserve to to wash down the the disgusting mess that is McDonald's. <laughs> so remember, when you're reaching for that McDonald's burger because of how gross it is, um, always have a Krill Reserve handy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the drink of gods. That's right. I don't know if that's an actual trademark. Well, that dude drinks it. Tastes great over that's ice, right. too. I'm God, the, the license yeah, plate guy. He's, he's, he's a big crow reserve. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. All right, that does it for us, guys. Follow us on Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast as well as Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Garage Rock Show. All of our links up on nine different platforms, thegaragerockshow.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please rate our podcast in the Apple and Google stores. We appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Later. Au revoir, mon ami. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. 
The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.